The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Jada Pinkett Smith, and this is the Red Tablecloth Podcast. All your favorite episodes from the Facebook Watch Show in audio. Produced by Westbrook Audio and iHeartRadio. Please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Single, dating, divorced, married? Okay. On this special edition of Red Table Talk, four expert men oh. who have made it their life's work to help people have healthy relationships. Okay. They've coached millions of people navigating the complicated world of love. I'm Matthew Hussey. I've been coaching for 15 years, helping women in their love lives build the confidence they need to make really good decisions. My name is Stefan Labossier, also known as Stefan Speaks. I'm a certified relationship coach, an author of 10 books, and I'm all about helping people experience healthier and happier relationships. I'm Lewis House, and I was a former pro athlete. I've written a bunch of books, got a top podcast, had many failed relationships, and now in a beautiful one. I'm Devon Franklin. I'm here as a relationship advisor and author. I'm committed to just uplifting as many people as I can. Plus a special woman with relationship wisdom to share. The man I've been looking for my whole life is me. Yeah. Mm, wow. For the first time, they're joining forces to reveal their findings and experiences. Grab a notebook. We are taking notes. She got a pen and paper. You don't want to miss this. Some women are just looking to have sex, and that's the real deal. God, I wish I had this information. Man, this is a hell of a table. This is a table, This right? is a right. table. So, Reed, tell us how dating's been for you. I have a meme that really captures it. Mm. <laughs> because it was so exciting in my younger years, and now it's kind of like, what? Yeah. It's not the same, but it's, it's good because I'm in a healthier space, in a season of intention. Right. So because of that, the pool has gotten smaller. Uh -huh. There you go. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. That yes. is a yeah. good thing. That's a good thing, because you don't waste a lot of time with you things go. and situations that you know aren't even right. Yeah. As before, I would have entertained that. So it's about self-love first, because yes. if you don't... I'm serious. Yes. I, I can't give it if I don't have it. Mm. Mm. 
Wow. I can't give it if I don't have it, you know? Whoever my partner will be, I have to bring my best me mm-hmm. to the mm. table. And I didn't realize how far off track I got. And the lack of self-love. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I came to a place where I'm like, the man I've been looking for my whole life is me. Yeah. Mm. Wow. When we look to other people to give us something that we're void of, we set them up to fail. Yes. That's what we do. And we set ourselves up to be very Mm -hmm. disappointed. Mm -hmm. To me, the saddest thing, the thing that drives me in all of this, when people say, why are you a, a, whatever you want to call me, a dating coach or whatever, (laughs) why are you that thing? I think they think that I'm going to say, because finding love is the most important thing in life. Actually, to me, it's not that that's the most important thing in life. It's that if you make bad decisions in that area, mm-hmm. then the wrong love can corrupt everything, everything in your life. You can run out the clock on your time. You can run out the clock on your energy. Yeah. You become bitter. And even the good thing, you can have a job you love. You can have a family you love. Yeah. It will poison your energy in all of those things that is if you're so unhappy true. here. What you said, Shuri, is really important to me because you got to a point and that allows you then to be very discriminating when it comes to who do I need in my life and who do I not. When I see couples who stay together, no matter what, you start teaching kids this other message that the ultimate failure is being alone. Mm. The ultimate failure is to leave something. We don't teach enough the idea that Having no thing is better than having the wrong thing yeah. when it comes to our love life. Absolutely. Amen. You Say better that preach. again. <laughs> Say Mr. that Hussie. again. Y'all didn't know. Y'all didn't know. You didn't know. I know. Yes. Same Matthew. Yeah. Man, this is a hell of a change, but we got to share, y'all. So we have a whole wall of single women joining us with burning questions about the complicated world of relationships. Some of them have even taken their search for a partner to the next level, appearing on popular dating shows and hoping to find love. So let's say hello to all the single, single ladies. ladies. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's up? <laughs> First up is Teresa, who said she's notoriously bad at dating. She even tried to find a partner using her zodiac sign on the Amazon series Cosmic Love. Hi, guys. Hey, Teresa. I consider sexual chemistry a big priority when I am dating someone, but it hasn't been serving me well. So I've been wondering if maybe I need to slow things down and try the opposite, even though it is such a huge priority for me. Oh, yeah, that's real. A great question. (laughs) I'm going to let y'all take that. Here's the thing. A lot of guys start off in a relationship around sexual chemistry first. And instead, that's the mistake I've made for many years, is not creating the foundation of spiritual connection and really getting clear on what are my values and do your values match up? What is my vision for a life, for a relationship, and does your vision match up? Do we have shared aligned lifestyles? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us, myself included, was all about the sexual attraction. Like, ooh, you look good. I want to experience what that might feel Feel like. Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, you know what I'm saying? Wait a minute. (laughs) What's going on at the table? (laughs) But I think think, uh, sexual attraction is a good thing if there's a spiritual connection. Tied to it. But I think you need that spiritual connection before we sexually bond. Now, now, let me ask you a question. How long do you think 
it takes a dude to come to that realization? Oh man, it took me to 38 years. 38. Yeah. Because I repeat the pattern thinking a new person is gonna give me a different outcome. Yeah. I wasn't realizing where my wounds were. Once I started to heal, I realized that I was the common denominator of every relationship that didn't work. Ooh, that's it's safe deep. to say. Because yeah. when I was fully honest, which most women, from my personal experience, weren't able to handle the truth of my values, my yeah. vision, what I want, Tell what I believe that. in, yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. And so it would scare them, and then I would coward. And I would mm. say, well, actually, you know, I, I'll, I'll agree with you here. Mm. I'll agree a little bit with you here. I'll like give in, I'll abandon, my, I'll abandon myself to make you happy because I don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. You know, I don't want to shake this big table. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think lacking that courage created conflict deeper in the relationship yeah. as opposed to being fully honest up front and kind of pushing away people that aren't in alignment. So I could be my honest self and not the image of a best self. Mm. I believe love is commitment to your well-being. Yeah. Wow. So if I say I love you, then that means I have to be committed to your well-being. Wow. If you say you love me, that means my well-being is important to you. Yeah. That means it's got to show up in how we act, yeah. right? Because so to say I love you, it's words are cheap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, listen, I love you costs nothing. Yes. It's in the air, it's out. <laughs> and not just my emotional well-being, my spiritual well-being, my well-being. To me, it's about that. Right. Because then we can actually feel like this person really does want my best interest at heart. Yes. And that's not just romantic. Absolutely. Yes. No relationship can thrive off of independence on either side. It's yeah. all about interdependence. We have yeah. to lean on each other. We have to do for each other. That has to be there. So that's what we're trying to figure out here. How to have that energetic mm -hmm. interdependence between... A partnership. I think Absolutely. you have to look at it like some people are looking for an experience and other people are looking for a real relationship. Yeah. An experience, chemistry, mm -hmm. sexual attraction, it's all Fun. an experience. Yeah. What you're talking about, Devon, is a standard. Right? Yeah. A standard yeah. for how yeah. I mm -hmm. choose to love. Yeah. And that requires discipline. So in a way, what you're really looking for is for a person, A, with knowledge. Right. How do you get to the point where you value connection spiritually, compatibility, giving love more than just chemistry? Mm. And you can say, okay, well, there's the guy that struggles to get there because he never has the thing that, Lewis, you had. Mm. You're a good-looking guy with options, mm. right? It's successful, you're very attractive. So you got to experience that and go, it didn't work. Right. Mm. A lot of men never really get, get to, to play it out yeah. and say it didn't work. So it's like stuck energy. So their whole life they're trying to mm. date the cheerleader because they never got to, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. They're 80 and still imagining what it would be like. Yeah. So they never got there. That's then really there's nice. the guy that gets there and has access and does all those things and realizes it doesn't work. But realizing something doesn't work mm. doesn't stop you replaying the same addiction over and over yeah. in your life. You have to then have the discipline mm. to say, okay, I like pizza but I can't eat pizza every day. Mm. That can't be my life. You don't stop eating pizza because pizza stops being delicious. You stop eating pizza because you value the way you feel mm -hmm. when you live better. Mm -hmm. And so for a guy who stops just chasing mm -hmm. the gratification, yeah. it's not that there's not still that urge. It's just that something more nutritional Absolutely. became the, the thing that he values. Yes. Right. One thing that I've discovered is that we're not all wired the same. There's a lot of men, they value committed yes. relationship. Yep. Then you have the other guy who wants to be with a bunch of different women. You have to just be mindful of, okay, what kind of man do I want to get with? Like if you surveyed most men, most men are just happy with, I got food on my table, 
a roof over my head, my needs are being met, I'm fine. Then there's other men who want more in life. Yeah. They go after more. They, they show that same attribute in their business, in their career. That kind of man takes a longer time to develop mm. when it comes to settle down, mm. one woman, I'm right. good here. Yep. The other guy, he's fine. Mm. Yeah. He'll never care for another woman. But I think the unfortunate problem is that man who's very driven tends to exude a lot of masculine energy. Yeah. Women tend to be more drawn to that. Well, you know, that's very primal. Yeah. Yes. Right, you know, like how men are very, you know, it's like, it's primal when you see a fine woman who's got a nice body. <laughs> yeah, Just yeah. primal instincts yeah. come up, you know what I mean? That's right. You know? So yes. as a woman, when you see a driven man who's mm. out, you know, conquering hunting. the world let's and go. hunting, let's go, and you're like, damn, he's gonna kill that lion, he's gonna protect <laughs> the village. But women have to understand what comes with that, exactly. right? It's like, hey, you're dealing with a lion. <laughs> you know, yeah, versus yeah. versus stepping up to that line and expecting that line to act like a kitty cat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what yes. I mean? Mm. But if you want that driven, masculine, ambitious mm -hmm. energy, you better be prepared. For what comes with for it. For what comes with it. And I think a lot mm. of times, we as women mm. have to have more understanding. We're, you know, a lot of times we get connected to that, oh my goodness, he can provide, mm. he's dynamic. Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, but just know. Mm -hmm. Right. So a lot that's gonna come with that, yeah. boo. It's gonna be a it's yeah. gonna be a journey, you know what I mean? And so I think it's really important for women to understand these different kind of characteristics of the of the male kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know? The point you're making is is critical for this reason. Don't marry a lion and then want him to be a kitty cat. Yeah. But that thing that attracts <laughs> yes. is then the thing that you can detest yes. in a committed <laughs> relationship. Yes. Because yes. it's like, you love the idea that, you know, I'm out there and yeah. conquering the world, but then mm. that means I'm not gonna be home. Yeah. Mm. Right? Like that means I have another calling and a thing and a passion. And so I think it's very critical with understanding who it is you're going for and appreciating who they are. Yeah. And not saying, well, they're a lion now. But once I get them, I got plans. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that is the wrong idea. That's the wrong idea. Because what you see is what you get. Yeah. There's a quote that says, women marry hoping the man will change. Men marry hoping the woman will never change. Yeah. yeah. So it comes down to what do you value yes. most? Love if you're that. a woman and you value most excitement and my adrenaline yeah. always being up and always feeling like I'm like, being kept on my toes, then you're gonna choose a very different guy than if you're a woman who values peace yeah. yes. the most. Yeah. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. 
You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world, and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's real talk. <laughs> We're going to go to another question. Deep T didn't find her happily ever after on the Netflix dating show Love is Blind. I deserve somebody who knows... For sure. So I'm choosing myself and I'm going to say no. My question, I think, Shri, you said it best, you choose yourself. And that's exactly what I did at the altar. But we're taught relationships don't work unless there's a little bit of compromise. My question is, how do you find the balance between compromise and choosing yourself. Oof, that's really, really wow. real. Here's the thing. I feel like I've made a lot of mistakes in relationships in the past. And uh, I learned a lot. And in the current relationship I'm in right now with Martha, my girlfriend, I said in the beginning, listen, I'm not going to go there sexually with you until I want to commit to you, which never happened previously. <laughs> right? It was like sexual chemistry and then we'll commit now. Right? Without having the conversations to see if you need to compromise for something. And then I said, the only way I'm willing to get into a new relationship is if my partner is willing to do therapy with me from the start. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we both need to be on the healing journey together. I don't really think it is compromise. It's more healthy alignment of, do I agree with this and you agree with that? And not waiting until there's an argument, waiting until there's a breakdown. And it's been an incredibly peaceful journey. Mm. It doesn't mean there's not conflict. Of course. Right. But the conflict is minimized because we're both in it together. And not one person is doing Your the work. Your values are aligned. Values are aligned. So she's not right. compromising something 
because we agreed before the commitment. And neither are you now. Exactly. 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 I yeah. like that idea of healthy alignment versus mm -hmm. compromise because yes. that's a trigger word. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of trigger like compromise. words. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. compromise who I am for the rest of my life. Exactly. That seems like a trap. Well, yeah. And I think we have to be careful because a lot of people confuse compromise with sacrifice. Mm. And to me, compromise is a mutually beneficial yes. right. agreement. We may have given a little bit of something, but we can sustain this. Mm -hmm. What I'm seeing in a lot of relationships is you're saying, okay, I like to go out dancing. He doesn't. My compromise is I'll accept not going out dancing. But the problem is you're not happy. Yes. And you can't sustain not having that in your life. And now, even if you try to, you're going to start to have an attitude with yep. him. Resentment. Now, exactly. Yeah. Now, intimacy is going to start to get a hit because he doesn't give you what you need. Mm -hmm. If you are giving up something that's going to take away your ability to pour into your partner, don't do it. Right. It has to be at a level where, okay, we can still show up 100% for each other, but yes, I don't mind moving a little bit on this issue, and you move a little bit here so that we can meet in the middle. Absolutely. Right. Mm. For people that are listening to this, if you can imagine how much time that takes. Oh, God. Oh my goodness. You know <laughs> what I mean? How much time that takes to yes. get to that space, how much understanding that you have to have of the other person. It takes time. This is not stuff yeah. that happens over overnight and if you think about how we just mm. jump into relationships and jump in the bed mm. and yeah mm -hmm. and we want to like we yep. want this we have this idea of what relating is supposed to be god i wish i had this information years ago deep t did that answer your question for you yeah it does thank you oh thank i'm you. so glad so you might recognize michelle young from the bachelorette what's your question michelle so I came into reality TV falling in love in the public eye and it didn't work out. It was best that it didn't work out, but now that I'm healing and going on that journey, how do I move on and find a way to date now that I am in the public eye? Mm. Ooh, I want a relationship where somebody doesn't know who I am. In the day of social media, in the day of dating apps, you know, going to the club, I don't want to meet my forever person at the club. That's not where I'm going to meet them. So how do I do that? Where do I search for somebody organically where they don't know who I am? Your platform is going to be your biggest weakness if you're not careful. Mm. And it's going to pose as your biggest strength because it'll look like the place where you can get all of this attention and everyone goes, look how many options you have. Look how many people are in your DMs. This is crazy, you can have your pick. But the problem is every single one of them picked you for a bad reason. Mm, and tell me about it. The hard part for you is talking to someone who has no idea who you are, which makes it much more likely you'll get rejected. But if you can sustain the rejections in places where people don't care who you are, then you actually might find someone who starts to care about who you are for all the mm. right reasons. Wow. Yeah. This is why I think it's really important you meet people in different contexts yeah. right. other than the ones that you might be meeting them in. You kind of have to start looking in some pools of people that actually don't care about any of that to begin with. Right. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. That's, yeah. You know, I've gone through a you know very public divorce, and so most people I come in contact with, most women I come in contact, they know more about me <laughs> than I know about them. Right. And so that's a strange dynamic. But what I would say to you is part of the way to find it, don't look for it. Yeah. Yes. Right. I'm not looking for no man. <laughs> like, like, just don't. It's going to happen. Rhea, I know you deal with this. People know who you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> 
or not, but at some point, you know, it comes up. Yeah. You definitely want to meet people organically. Yes. Like, I don't do the dating sites. Been there, done. I just, they just don't work for me. Right. They don't yeah. work for me. But I met somebody at Home Depot. Isn't that crazy? Yes. I don't know where it's going to go. Right. But I'm saying it was just an organic thing and, and just to talk and spend time. And um, then yesterday, it's funny because we talked and I told him. I said, I don't know if you know. Because <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what right. people know. Right. And he didn't know. And you look for the reaction. He never broke character, so to speak. He kind of stayed true to, to who he was. He was not impressed. If you're impressed, that's an issue. Mm. Right. If you are uh, just, if you're frazzled by it, yeah. right. that's, that's an, an issue. issue. It didn't sway him. It didn't yeah. sway him at all. So, Ray, why doesn't this dating sites work for you, though? I prefer to have somebody say, hey, girl, listen, I got a friend, because there's a paper trail. Somebody can, you know, vouch right. for this person. Dating sites scare me. They scare me. It, right. It's too, <laughs> there's too much work I have to do. Got it, got it. You know, because you can present anything you want to present. You can pretend to be somebody. It's just too much work. You can filter anything. Yes. It just, it has not worked. So how'd you meet someone at um, Home Depot? Girls, they're looking for some tile. (laughs) (laughs) Just needed some tile and was just there at the same time, same place, started conversation. Because I'm a woman, I'm old-fashioned in a lot of ways. I'm not going to go up to, I'm not going to pursue a man. I'm not going to do that. He's going to have to show interest first. And once he does, Mm -hmm. I'll give it back. What you say is very, very common. I'm a woman. I don't want to make the first move. If you say you're old-fashioned and that's why you're not making the first move, then you don't know what old-fashioned was. Old-fashioned was walking past a guy inadvertently dropping the handkerchief. (laughs) And then then you kept walking. And and he saw an extraordinary opportunity to be a man. (laughs) And he picked it up and he'd walk it over and he'd say, Madam, you dropped this. And she'd say, did I? (laughs) And they'd now have a conversation that he thought was his idea. Got it. But it it wasn't. It was hers. She chose him. That's not comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to do that. Oh, yes, you do. I'm, I'm very friendly. You could flip your pretty hair and be like. <laughs> <laughs> People don't know this because I'm an extroverted introvert, but there's a little shyness there. No, 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 no. Oh. No, no, no. There's, shy, there's shyness, but there's a hint of, you know, the moment. You didn't miss a beat when Lewis looked at you and said something sexual, and there was immediate playfulness there. That, oh, I can, I'll give it back. Right, but that's it. I'll engage. That's but it. that's it. That's what he's saying. It's so interesting to yes. hear it from a male perspective mm. in the idea, like, of what we see as going after a guy. And he's like, no, it's so yes. simple. Just your uh-huh. feminine essence, energy your attracts. feminine energy mm. is the handkerchief, yes. you know? Men, men live for the maybe, right? Yes. If, you, right. if they think it's a no, they're not coming anywhere near you. <laughs> right. Because it's so hard. This is what is, I think, sad for a lot of guys. This idea out there that if a guy likes you, he comes over to you. Mm. And this is not true for 99 out of 100 men. Yeah. They just don't. And they don't because it's hard. Because it's hard to go over to someone in Home Depot yeah. and not seem like a creep. Yeah, It's a hard thing to do, even for a nice guy. Right. Mm-hmm. So just that little green light mm-hmm. that says, mm-hmm. I... I'm available for you to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
is something that can radically change the game. Maybe I'm just a super, super nerd, but I love the what are you reading? I've come up to totally. a lot of guys and been like, ooh, Tolstoy, that's fire. And now we're talking and now we're in this whole conversation 100%. about authors right. and books that, that we love. And now I'm like learning more about him. We're not really talking about being romantic. We're talking about something different, but that but that feeling can sort of trickle in as we're yeah. talking about Absolutely. something different. Absolutely. Yes. It's like, yeah, it's it's like just an a entry. way to meet somebody. It's a way to meet somebody. This person may very well say, you know what? You're not my type. Okay, great. But at least I shot my shot, shot because that confidence of this is what I want and I'm going to position my life to get what I want, yeah. I think is critical. But I think we were specifically taught men should approach us. Yeah, mm -hmm. we were taught mm -hmm. that men like to hunt. That's what you hear all the time. No, mm -hmm. no, no, no. Let men hunt. The thing that people don't understand about the men like to hunt, yes, men have this innate desire to conquer, face challenges, and we get a high off of that. But once emotions are involved, throw that out the window. No man who's been in love with a woman said, I hope she makes me chase her. Once we're now so invested, we don't want this to be difficult. We're right. hoping she reciprocates, not makes it more challenging. What you'll notice is easier for men to chase lust than it is to chase love. Ooh. Because when you love someone and they're not receptive to you, it hurts. Uh -huh. When you're just lusting after the woman, all you're focused on is what you want to get mm -hmm. from her. Which is why you'll see some women have men who were never serious about you but will chase you for years on end. Wow. Because they're just locked into, I want this. Exactly, that's it. That's where yes. the men are hunters kicks in. But once he's emotionally into you, he doesn't want all this resistance. Yeah. That hurts too much. I do think that there are men who don't want to be aggressed upon in that way. How your actions will be perceived will be based on how much they had interest in you. Right. So a lot of women will say, well, men don't want to be approached this way. No, he probably was never interested. Okay. He didn't want to be approached by you at all. Right. I mean, you could have been subtle, you could have been strong. He it didn't, didn't want it, exactly, it didn't matter. But most men are so happy to have a woman show him that she wants him, she has interest, he's gonna be receptive to that if he has interest as well. Oh, mm -hmm. wow, okay. It's like when women say, I don't wanna ask certain questions because it might scare him away. Mm. You right. only scare away a man who's not serious. Exactly. Right. Yes. All right, also understand this. I think always just be true to who you are because if making that first move scares him off or causes you to lose value, he ain't for you. That's right. right. Plain and simple. Something so important true. in the framing of all of this is understanding that your power can't continuously come from playing hard to get. It's a problem if it does. The power has to become, okay, you got my curiosity, and my curiosity is me going out with you tonight. My attraction grows if the next week of communication after this date is good. Mm -hmm. And then you get a little more of me. If two weeks from now the communication gets bad, you get you suddenly, oh, I'm questioning you again. And then someone says, oh, oh wow. She if I don't give her consistent energy, if I don't give her consistent communication, I become a question mark. Yeah. It's not the cat and mouse of hard to get. The challenge is your standard, that I'm not willing to allow someone into my life unless they can give me that standard. Exactly. And then owning that standard and yes. living up yes. to it. Not, I have a fake standard that says, you have to treat me right. And then yeah. the moment they start to drift, I go, yeah. come back. Because yes. now you, what you taught someone right. is the exact opposite. That, the moment they pull back, they get more of you, not less. Yeah. Ladies, does that, raise your hand if that makes sense. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. 
Thank you for that one. The standard is the declaration of how you feel about yourself. Right. And you can't compromise that, that radiates, so quickly. that radiates everywhere. Yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah. Some women are just looking to have sex, and that's, that's the real true. deal. It's an experience. It's an experience. It's not a relationship. Like, are you trying to find someone to be your life partner? Or you do you know, want just an experience? Exactly. Willow, that's, that's such an important point you're making but you have to be real with yourself uh -huh. because here's what I see a lot. Uh -huh. I had a woman the other day and she said, me and this guy both have really busy schedules. We've been on three dates. We've been going, seeing each other for a month and a half. How wow. do you progress things when your schedule is so intense? And I realized, are you really saying your schedule is so intense that you don't want to like give more energy to this? And she went, well, I mean, I could. I went, so here's what's happened. <laughs> You have appropriated his excuse. Mm -hmm. And in order to save face and not be vulnerable, you're making it the royal we. Right. You're saying, we're just <laughs> so busy. It's a bit like some, dating someone where you want something serious, but that person says, you know, I'm just a really chill person. I just like to see where things go. Me. You know, I don't <laughs> want to put a lay. I'm just like, and then when your friend asks you, so how's it going with that person? You go, well, you know, we're just like chilling and having a good time. Right, right, we're just right. not, and you go, oh, you're, this person's ventriloquizing you. Right. This isn't you. Right. You've done this so that you don't have to be vulnerable. You have to be brave enough to create what you want and then know if the busy guy with the intense schedule, which by the way, you have an intense schedule too, and you're willing to prioritize a relationship. Right. That's where you are. If he's got a busy schedule and, and he doesn't want to do that, then, then we're that's born. okay, but know that now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Instead of pretending it's we, we. have this excuse. Yes. That's real talk yeah. right yeah. there, because I do think that royal we <laughs> happens a lot. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss 
host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. a lot. So we have Violet. She's a comedian who made a name for herself with her Instagram alter ego, Daddy Issues. She was crowned the meme queen by Vanity Fair and hosts a popular podcast about dating. What did you want to ask the guys? First, I wanted to say thank you for all of your insight. I've been researching feminine energy and masculine energy. And I think we have those energies in both male and female seasons. Yes. yes. Sometimes I feel like I, I bring out a lot of masculine energy in general. But I have noticed when I'm more my feminine energy, things come to me and I don't have to run after it. And my question is, do men notice when women have masculine energy or feminine energy? Oh, hell yeah. My research shows that men tend to be more drawn to women with feminine energy. So do you guys have any pointers on that? <laughs> I want to hear what y'all got to say. Can there I jump go. in with something, which is, a, I think, a different perspective on all of this? Because I, I think language can be very, very uh, yeah, dangerous. Yeah, the language, yeah. Because language takes us down these rabbit holes yeah. that we don't actually need to go down, I don't think. Okay. Masculine and feminine, I don't, it, it, honestly, the, the terms themselves don't interest me very much. What interests me is that we're all many things as a, as, as a starting point. Maybe we have a dominant side, so fine. But you know what's boring? Is when we date someone who's one thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's one thing ah. becomes boring. Mm -hmm. I consider myself to be a masculine person and there's times where I love my fiance to take care of me. Yeah. yeah. And it's really enjoyable for me to cuddle up under her arm and be mm -hmm. like, I'm just gonna be this now. Right. And she enjoys the fact that I'm different things at different times. I enjoy the fact that she's different things at different mm. times. Right. There are times where it's really nice where I can step in and kind of be stereotypically manly and she's smart enough to know that he needs this right now. Right. But, <laughs> but there's also other times where it's like we're taking the trash cans out and she doesn't go, mm, babe, can you take the trash cans out? She doesn't do that. She, she grabs the heaviest trash can and she's like, I'm gonna get involved. And, it, and it's cool that she's like that because right. I go, oh, I have a real teammate. We tend to, over time, we become addicted to whatever we get the most validation for. Right. Right. If we're funny, we keep being funny. And then eventually on a date, we go, we come up with the problem. Why does no one ever wanna sleep with me? Right. Because you're just funny. 
<laughs> and then someone else they got validation young for being sexy and they played that weapon over and over and over and over again and they come to me, Matt, why does everyone just want to sleep with me? Right. Because you're just sexy. Look right. at your Instagram profile. It's sexy, 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 sexy. There's Not nothing showing. else in yeah, there. Yeah, got it. There's a concept of unique pairings. Got it. Unique right. pairings are when you find two Dynamic. things yep. that are both attractive right. that you don't normally find in the same person in the same person. Right. If you can go deep with me on a date and have a great conversation, and then five minutes later, That's you can fair. say something sexy. Yeah. You're, I'm like, oh, you're gonna be addictive because you've got both. <laughs> you know, we spend so much time going, which thing should I be? To me, the answer is, you gotta be both because both is what actually is very attractive. Yes. It's not hard to find someone who's feminine all the time. It's not hard to find someone who's yeah, masculine right. all the time. By the way, women don't want a man who's masculine That's every true. second yeah. of the day because it becomes boring. It's just alpha, 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 alpha. Why is it so attractive when the alpha guy cries? I know, but yes. you go, unique, unique yes. parent. It's a unique parent. But, uh, Matthew, that is the thing. Yes, it is lovely to watch an alpha man shed tears. And it's lovely to watch a sexy woman be a boss. Yes. If you are a woman who desires a masculine man and you tend to walk around with your masculine energy, you're going to attract men who are more passive, more feminine, the type of men you're not really into. You can talk to a lot of successful women it's not that men don't want them. It's the type of men that want them, they don't want in return. Let right? me ask a question. It's, it's Let me ask the wall. Yes. Ladies, how this many of you would rather have men that can really express more their feminine? Mm, I would say no. That's for you. <laughs> That's for I you. like this game. I like both. It's a no if for you me. can do both. Yeah, yeah if you can, you can do both. A lot of men are being coddled as children, and now when they grow up, they're looking for a partner who's their mother. Yeah. Tell right? me about it. All right, and now they're putting the burdens on the woman because they can't stand on their own two right. feet. So just be real about mm. what the energy dynamic needs to be in your relationship. That's a fantastic yeah. point. If you take a woman who is independent, fends for herself, is quite capable, all of these things that traditionally we might associate with the masculine. And we say, why is it a lot of masculine men aren't going for that woman? I would say it's nothing to do with any of those things. It's because one of the most attractive things about a relationship is I feel like I still can do something. I feel like I can still serve you Add in some way. I feel like what's confusing, right what's confusing today is that you have a lot of women who are doing amazing things, earning money, taking away all men's normal weapons. Okay. And men don't know how to handle that because we're not used to it. I was raised by a mother who said, don't you let her carry that bag, how dare you? <laughs> if I came home from a date and told my mum that I let her pay half, my mum would be furious. Yeah. I was brought up to think that my value was being able to take care of someone, was being mm -hmm. able to pick up That's the heavy right. bag, okay. was being able to mm -hmm. pay for the check. Okay. Now I'm living in a way. paradigm where I have to find a different way of providing value. To evolve yourself. And that means my self-worth as a man actually has to grow because guess what? I can't throw money at the problem and be important anymore. Mm -hmm. I actually have to be important by being a person of character, by being a person whose personality is enough without me doing all of these things. And That's women have to do a better job, by the way, of mm -hmm. educating men on the fact that those things are sexy. Mm -hmm. And if they do that, I do believe men 
men will have an easier time being with successful women because they'll go, oh, I still feel just as manly. I still feel just as sexy. Important, yeah. Well, we have to know how to play off each other. If I don't know my role in my masculine energy and you and your feminine, mm -hmm. we will have moments where we're both being masculine. That's when the heads start to butt. Oh, or we'll me. have moments where we're both being feminine, and that's going to be a problem too. Yes. If me as a woman, if I don't know how to navigate that energy, inevitably, I'm going to knock heads up yes. against yeah. an energy with my masculine. And and let me tell you something. Mm. I don't care how much masculine a woman has in her body. It ain't even going. It, it, it doesn't even scratch the surface of when a man brings up his, yes. you know, it's yeah. like, that's a whole thing. I think my perspective of this is, um, there are times in my relationships where I've cried and been like, hold me. And then there are times where I'm like, do this because you don't know how to do that right. And then when you like, and there are times where I'll be like, okay, tell me what to do. Like, but that's you what have to, that's what he's, it's that's what, it's that what he's interchange saying. of you just know? knowing how to dance mm. with the energy. And I think yeah. the person who knows you best is going to be able to play that with you and be a dynamic team. And enjoy it. Right. Enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. You and Dad honor. used to tell me a story. Trees don't grow without wind. You have to be able to be flexible. That's you have true. to be able to move with the way the wind blows. You can't just always be, I'm like this all the time. Like, no, right. the wind is blowing this way. Let me... Go like this, like you, mm -hmm. you're gonna break under the pressures of life, under the crazy ways that life throws you if you're always if so- you're inflexible. And I think that's the part for me. Yeah. That even in being, having been married, you know, I had to learn that balance. Yes. I was dealing, you know, with an incredible, dynamic, powerful woman and finding the balance of like, okay, I'm gonna be more feminine in this moment. Right. I am gonna be more masculine. And we were able to dance. Dance in that And energy. find that was yeah. really, really important. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna go to Kat. Millions followed her relationship journey on social media through pregnancy, a wedding, and now divorce. We just wanted to address some of the rumors about uh, Michael and I being separated. Um, unfortunately, they are true. We are separating. And we just wanted to be transparent with you guys because you guys have been with us from the beginning of this whole journey. Kat has a question about healing after her most recent breakup. So what question do you have, Miss Kat? So I I'm a single mom. The question is, how do you not fail again? I don't want to fail again, and I feel so much more pressure with her. Yeah. That's a heavy word. Fail. Fail. Because yeah, remember, was... Will had said that this was his greatest failure. Oh, yeah, I remember And I had that. an issue with that. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't understand how we could do what we do as a blended family and do it as well as we do and, and as loving as we, we do, do and, and have an amazing son and it's looked at as a failure. Yeah. It, it did what it was, was supposed, supposed to, to do. do. Exactly. So that was successful. Yeah. And that had to end so that something else right. could begin. Yeah. So I think you got to be careful with putting those words because that's a heavy, heavy, heavy word. You know, yes. I think that what we consider success in relationships mm -hmm. has to be redefined. I've had some big lessons on that one. Mm -hmm. Relationships come into your life. And, you know, I was digging on this this morning. We think we know why we're in relationships. Mm. Mm. Okay. You what know the end I, is going to be. And what it, the journey mm. is supposed to yeah. look like. And sometimes we have to just see what is trying to be revealed, what the healing is 
It's like, oh, I wanted my marriage this way, or I wanted, you know, my family that way. So how we define success, yeah. how we define mm -hmm. why we're in relationships and the purpose mm -hmm. of relationships mm -hmm. is like, I think sometimes we get stuck on what they are supposed to mean to us. Yeah. And I've really have had to get with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I've had to get with that, <laughs> you know? I, I think that's a wonderfully made point. I think that yes. anytime something goes horribly wrong in our lives and we lose something so important, it's a chance to access a level of ourselves that we never would have been able to that's access. Right. Right. It yep. seems like she's just in a space of trying to evaluate and think about what happened. And heal. And heal, which Devon, you know, is so yeah. important yeah. before you start jumping up and thinking about mm -hmm. another relationship, mm -hmm. which is you know, good. To that point, and you know, Kat, let me tell you, when you're on the other side yeah. of a marriage that did not work the way you thought, yeah. it's, it's it changes everything. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to acknowledge Kat's pain. Yeah. It's painful. You know, I just bought a piece of property, first piece of property, in the contract, mm -hmm. Devon Franklin, an unmarried man. Wow. Wow. I might have well that. broken down. Because yeah. I never saw this moment. When we said, I do, there was never a moment when we were thinking, I don't. don't. Mm. Yeah. So to live in the I don't. Yeah, that's pain. You don't know what it's like until you do. So Kat is living in a moment that psychologically never even accounted for. Yeah. So on some level, you know, yeah, in a moment when you're trying to heal and you're trying to, you know, deal with your stuff, the ideas and the, and the theories, you're like, forget that, I'm hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I did everything that was supposed to be done and it still got me here. Yeah. yeah. So I would say to you, Kat, like, it's okay to feel how you feel. Mm -hmm. I just applaud your courage to yes. just admit like, yo, this is what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. The one thing I had to do <laughs> navigating this is just be easy with myself. Yeah. You know? So Kat, I would just encourage you, be easy with you. You know, love you, you know, care for yourself and give yourself grace because you're going to feel a whole lot of I ways on a whole lot of days. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. It's yes. all right. It's all right because love is hard. Yeah. And it's painful when relationships don't work. Yeah. So Kat, for whatever that's worth, I share your pain and you know, just applaud your process. Yeah. I want to add to Kat, because how can you trust you're going to succeed? How can you trust that you won't fail again? Every woman I've sat down with, divorcees, after a relationship, and I asked them, did at any point your spirit or intuition tell you this wasn't the man for you? The answer is yes. But I'm a huge believer in women's intuition. Y'all can know in the first conversation this isn't it. Yeah. But you rationalize reasons to push past that and give the guy a chance. And then, yes, that can turn into months years, whatever, relationship that never should have started. Mm. It isn't to beat yourself up about it and feel bad about it, but it's to help you going forward. Yes. Your intuition knows. I, mm. I haven't found a woman's intuition to be wrong. That hasn't been my experience. So I just encourage to really tap into that. And in order for you to do that, you have to make sure you heal from what you've experienced, but not just from this past relationship, from everything in it. your past. Yeah. Because a lot of people make the mistake of mm -hmm. just healing from that recent breakup, that recent disappointment, and they haven't uncovered the root mm -hmm. of yes. what even got you in that situation to begin mm -hmm. with. I want to add to that real quick. I've got a photo of my childhood self oh, on my phone. Yes. <laughs> but I, I've been doing that for the last two years because we have to go back to the earliest childhood memories yeah. and heal the wounds of the past. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so now I'm that yeah. young version of me that was abandoned or hurt or abused and, and developing a healthy relationship that yeah. way. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I think healing is the key. Kat, I hope um, you got some of your 
questions answered yes, and we are wishing you the best yeah. with you and that beautiful angel yeah. you beautiful, got. Beautiful <laughs> angel. We have a question from Sierra Miller from the hit Bravo series, Summer House. Hey, Sierra, what's your question? Okay, so one, I've learned so much already. So to keep it short and simple, I come from two divorced parents, child of divorce, and as I'm dating, I typically date with the intention of, I do eventually want to be married one day, want to have babies, and I want to break the generational patterns. How do you decipher like a real red flag versus something that could be worked on? I feel like sometimes meet guys, they might mimic my dad in a sense, and you know, who wasn't always the most present. There are some things that are red flags. There are some things that are amber lights. The only, <laughs> I actually am a little distasteful of the current culture we have, and I'm part of it because these video titles do well on YouTube. You, you know, <laughs> five red flags to worry yeah. about, blah, blah, blah. Um, you get to the point where you go, oh my God, so many things are a red flag. I shouldn't even be allowed to date anymore. Same. I'm because a red flag. I'm a walking yeah. red flag. Just so keep me red. You get to a point where you go, okay, not everything can be a red flag. Right. Some things are amber lights, and an amber light is an invitation to a, a conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every great relationship gets better with conversation, not worse. If you have the conversation and someone attacks you, if you have the conversation and now they go cold for two weeks, if you have the conversation and someone starts using your insecurities against you, and it, everyone can have a bad reflexive reaction because the fact is none of us like to be criticized and called out, so we're all entitled to a little bit of defensiveness. But it goes back to that well-being thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if right. you really want my well-being, you're gonna yes. be like, okay, you're hurt. Let me exactly. That's right. Exactly. Does the conversation make things better? If it doesn't, red flag. If it does, okay, let's keep going. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And not just the conversation, but whether you see any change exactly. in action. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? Any action. So Versus mm-hmm. just words. Right, because everybody can talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. And I would also say it's okay to have the intention of wanting your marriage to work out when you get married, but I would try to alleviate yourself from the stress and the pressure of the generations and people that had nothing to do with you that came before you. Because then that could be a weight on your marriage. That's heavy. And you might not make the best decisions for yourself because you're trying to protect an ideal versus like, that was mom and dad, that's not my story. And write your own story and feel comfortable with that. Does that answer your question for you? Yes, definitely. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you. This has been... Awesome. And we need to do a part two. Yes. (laughs) And thank you, all you beautiful women, for being here with us, our beautiful wall. This was a good discussion. This was (laughs) dope. This was dope. This was dope. This was dope. This was was so awesome. Wait, we needed like three more hours. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Wow. It's the best one to be in. Yeah. Oh, we love Rob. Jimmy Mack. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. Definitely got that nice shirt. We need a part two. I know. To join the Red Table Talk family and become a part of the conversation, follow us at facebook.com slash redtabletalk. Thanks for listening to this episode of Red Table Talk podcast, produced by Facebook Watch, Westbrook Audio, and iHeartRadio. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. 
Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.